I love how the digital age has made information so easily accessible. Now I can keep learning from the comfort of my own home, whether it's for academics or my personal hobbies. With Globe Prepaid's GoPlus99 GoLearn, you can now continue your Project Loving Myself journey with more ease. With 99 pesos, you can have 16 GB of data that you can use to access educational sites such as YouTube Learning, Udemy, Google Suite, Educacion, and Canva. And on top of that, you get unlimited text to all networks. Go plus 99 with GoLearn. You get a total of 16 GB of data. That's 8 GB to browse sites for what you need and 8 GB of data for apps that you love. You also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your mobile phones now and head on to the Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 pound on your phone. Break free and take charge of your life when you keep learning with Globe Prepaid. Podcast Network Asia. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You know, Kabbalah always tells us, you spot it, you got it, right? So if you see somebody acting a certain way and it's really grating on you, you have something of that in you. And it won't always be immediate, but you need to look for it and ask somebody that you trust, somebody you love and somebody who loves you and say, do I do that? You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hi guys, and welcome back to the second part of the two-part episode with morning news anchor for CNN Philippines, Ria Trillio. In episode 18, Ria and I talk about the spiritual laws of the universe and how becoming aware of some of these laws and living by them helps us to be successful and happy in the game of life. In this episode, 
Episode 19, Wisdom of the Kabbalah, we continue by going deeper into the teachings of Kabbalah and how these spiritual teachings can actually strengthen our connection with ourselves while being the change we want to see in our world. We will talk about the purpose of our existence, life lessons, motherhood, and so many other interesting things. So let's get right to it. Maria, I've loved everything you've talked about so far, and I've actually not studied um, Kabbalah, but I've always felt that I've resonated with everything that I have heard um, about it. And I've actually even worked with somebody um, who worked with like the tree of life. Like that's all Kabbalistic concepts, correct? Right. So I have um, been exposed to it a little bit, but tell me, tell me a little bit more about the kinds of teachings that you felt perhaps helped you or might help our listeners, just things that maybe easy things that we could apply to our life today. Right. Um, okay. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm like, tell me everything that you can tell me in one hour. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, like Give me this. Should I talk about that or whatever? <laughs> um, but okay. So, you know, so this is a thing, right? What Kabbalah teaches us is we come to the world with aspects of ourselves that we need to transform right? We all, no matter how good we are, no matter how spiritual we are, whether we're students or teachers, we all come with negative traits that, that need to change, right? And, and, and changing those traits is, is the reason we're here. Okay. Um, and you know, the whole setup of our lives is the perfect setting for us to be able to create that transformation, right? So, you know, let's say somebody comes to the world and they, um, in Kabbalah, it's called tikkun, right? Tikkun means correction, right? So let's say somebody comes into the world with a tikkun, um, they have a tikkun with abandonment, right? And by the way, this is something that our soul chooses even before we're in the physical world, right? I'm going to go down there. It's like we have a deal with the creator and the other souls that we come down with and we say, okay, I, I'm going to have issues with abandonment and I want to overcome that when I'm down there. Can you help me? Right? So the universe says yes. And we have other souls around us that say, okay, we're going to help you overcome your issues of abandonment, right? So what happens? The soul comes into the world. Um, in whatever way it does, but ends up being abandoned. Maybe by its birth mother, maybe by whoever, or, you know, there's a setup within, you know, that soul's life on earth that gives them this issue of abandonment, right? So right. And that was a, that was a contract that was set up from before anyways, right? With, with someone that's like your soul family or friend, right? right? This was already pre, pre-agreed. Exactly. But the thing is, right, if you don't have a spiritual understanding, you'll think, wow, I just have the crappiest luck in the world and nobody loves me. And this is so unfair. And, you know, all of that. And I'm not saying those things are not valid because they are. But we need to understand the creator, the light, the universe gave that to us as a gift, although it does not feel like it. That is a gift to help us overcome it. Because if we didn't have that, let's say the parents who abandoned us, right, we wouldn't have that set up for us to overcome abandonment in the first place. Um, You know, and I don't want to trivialize anybody who has abandonment issues, but it's just an illustration for, for understanding why we're here, right? It's like if somebody has like, uh, you know, um, 
if somebody's impatient, what is the universe going to surround them with? Really stupid, slow people, right? right? And it's not their dumb, bad luck that they hire these people or are born into a, this family. It's the light giving us this opportunity. Okay, have more compassion for people who are not right. like you. Have more patience. And as patience. you said earlier, if we don't fix that, it's just going to keep going and going and going until we learn the lesson, right? So right. Yeah, that was probably one major thing for me, right? Not to blame anyone or anything for my setup because because I asked for this. Yeah, that's everything you said is exactly what I believe in, Ria. And I have gotten a lot of this from um, from Theta Healing, which is the the healing technique that I practice. And there's a lot of um, similarities, I believe, in um, in the the concepts and ideas. Um, but for someone else to kind of stomach this and digest this, it's very difficult because the emotions are involved, right? Or they feel wronged. They feel like a victim. They feel like it's not fair to them. How do you deal with that? Because, and I'm going to ask you about this too. Um, next is, is you became a teacher, right? You became an instructor. So how do you handle that kind of a question with a student? Yeah. You know, it's, it's tricky because honestly, it depends on the student more than the teacher. You know, because I've okay. met students um, with really, really deep seated problems and deep seated pain, and students who have experienced really unspeakable, horrible things. Um, and some of them are open to this idea, right? And owning it, right? And like I said, you know, and I always say, like, <laughs> Being responsible for something that happened to you doesn't mean it's your fault. It means that you're taking responsibility to fix it or to better yourself because of what you suffered. It doesn't mean it's your fault, right? So that's a big distinction to make. Um, and I think that helps a lot of people. But even, you know, I've spoken to other students and I tell them this and they're like, no, but it's still wrong, but it's still unfair. Um, so for me, what I learned when I was a teacher was so much of it really depends on the individual's desire to want to create change in their life. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. I said, we can tell somebody to change and we can throw all this amazing wisdom at them. But if they're not open and they're not ready to take that responsibility to make that change, then there's, there's really nothing we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously you wanted to work with people to help them kind of reach that point of change, right? So you became an instructor and I believe you were also um, teaching spirituality um, for children. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Spiritual spirituality for kids. Tell me a little bit more about this and why you became a teacher. Why working with children in particular? Um, work with children because I have four <laughs> and, you know, as you know, they don't come with a manual. Um, <laughs> and even if they did, the manual for each one would kind of be different because their personalities are so distinct. Um, and yeah, it was really from that because I was a parent and I wanted to know how to be a better parent. Right. Um, and also just remembering when I was a kid and I had all these questions or situations that I didn't know how to deal with. Right. So spirituality for kids um, was actually started by, by Karen Berg, who I mentioned before. Um, and it's basically it's Kabbalah for kids, basically. Right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, and what I loved about the program was, you know, for one thing, it's very interactive. I'm not just in a classroom talking to kids and lecturing to them. You know, there's games, um, there's art, we watch videos. It's very like tactile, um, experiential learning, which makes the classes fun and also really tiring by the way. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, with kids, it's, you know, they have a different way of learning. So you really have to engage them. And, I think one of the greatest things about SFK is it teaches kids that they always have a choice, right? Um, You know, I remember being a kid and feeling like I didn't have a choice. I just had to do whatever anybody told me. Um, And, you know, and and, and that was that. Um, And, you know, I'm not saying that I, I grew up in like some really authoritarian household because I didn't, but just this feeling of disempowerment as a child. Right. Because because I'm just a child. Um, But it teaches kids they always have a choice and that choice is how they choose to react to something. So, you know, the way we teach it in in SFK is, you know, you have you, you can listen to two voices. Right. You have the true voice. Right. Which is the voice of your soul. And then you can listen to the opponent voice. Right. And the opponent voice will always tell you to do the thing that's easiest, the things that will make you happy first. Right. Um, usually like the opponent will just say, go do it. Don't think about it. Right. And the true voice will tell you, oh, no, slow down a bit. Hold on. Take a pause. Think about it. You know, what about the other person? And we do have these voices in our head, um, but we're not aware of it. So imagine when you teach a kid from very, very, very early on that, you know, there's these voices that they can listen to and they can turn up the volume of one and turn down the volume of the other. You empower them and, and let them realize that they don't have a choice, that they're not slaves to their, you know, to their reactivity. Of course, you know, it's, right. it's I'm not saying that, the, you know, my eight year old has complete control over his temper, but you, you, you plant that seed, you plant that idea, you know, um, and, and like with my eight year old, he's, you know, he has a temper, he gets um, you know, he'll, he'll shout and he'll, you know, bang things and, and, and throw things. So, you know, I always tell him, you know, it's another thing also that we teach in SFK is sort of like allowing your emotions, but being proactive in expressing them. Right. So, you know, I'll tell him, look, I understand why you're mad. I would be super, super angry too. Right. I go, you can be as mad as you want, but you cannot go around banging the door. You can't go around kicking the table and turning the chairs over in the house. Right. And, and we try to be as proactive as we can about it. I'll be like, okay, I understand you're upset and you're angry. How do you want to let your anger out? Right. Do you want to say I'm upset? Right. So, you know, he would say, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm mad. Right. So you kind of let, let it out. 
Um, yeah. That was good when he was about five. Now I need to be a little bit more creative because <laughs> he's older. <laughs> like, do you want to yell in a pillow? No, I want to yell at my brother. Uh, no, just yell in the pillow, right? <laughs> so at least it kind of just, it comes out, so at least in some kind of proactive way. So it's just teaching them early on these, these, these little things. You know, I used to take, um, my mom actually put me in, in some religious classes when I was pretty young and I would always get into trouble. Cause I would always like, you know, I was that, that rebel, you know, I would question and challenge. And I remember getting thrown out of class a couple of times too, <laughs> but you know, I, I thought I had really good questions, which today, the, you know, my teacher says, you know, you actually were on the right track, but back then, you know, it was, it was considered sassy or it was like, you know, not exactly welcomed. Um, but I, I have that background and experience from my own childhood. So when it came to my own children, the one thing I didn't want to do is put them in religious classes, even though it's a way for them to kind of connect to the community or at least understand a little bit about their roots. But somehow I just felt like this is not something I want for my children, especially because the religion that I was born into has a lot of kind of like fear built into it. You know, if you don't do, if you do this, you'll be, you know, something bad will happen or punishment or all. So those are the kind of things I did not want to teach my children. And I always thought though, like what is missing though, is some kind of spiritual um, guidance, some kind of uh, perhaps coaching on how to as you mentioned, deal with emotions, you know, the, the concept, you talked about the different voices in our head. I actually work with adults now to help them understand, you know, there's the voice of the ego, there's the voice of reason, there's the voice of your inner child that is just trying to kind of get some love or attention. And there are these different voices in our head. And I think it is so powerful when children can recognize this and learn and I do think, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, Ria, that that might be the future, that our children will have these kinds of spiritual classes that are almost normal, you know, like they might even have this in school, like things that will help them to kind of bring spirituality into their life and, and grow up to be more well-adjusted, you know, more connected with themselves type of adults. Um, that's what I would want to see in our world. I mean, that's a beautiful vision. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to bring um, SFK here and, and, and start teaching it. Um, you know, there's so many ways to change the world. Unfortunately, in the Philippines, a lot of people think the only way to change the world is politics. Um, but personally, <laughs> I think politics is a really, really ineffective way to change the world. Um, and you know, as for spirituality, there's no question that the world is moving in a more spiritual direction. You know, like when we were kids, yoga classes weren't as ubiquitous as they are now, right? right. Spirituality classes talk about mental health and taking care of yourself. Um, it just, it, it just was not as, you know, at the forefront of our consciousness as it is today. Right. And, you know, my kids are super conscious about mental health because they talk about it more in school, um, especially now in the pandemic. Um, certainly it was not something that we, I ever talked about at their age. Right. And just like a greater understanding of themselves. It's so, so important that we understand who we are and what our issues are. You know, I love the saying right. that you can only meet people as deeply as they've met themselves. Right. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's why there's like 
there's certain people I gravitate towards and, and usually whether I know it or not, it's people who are like on some kind of journey or at the very least wanting to understand what is going on with themselves um, and how they can improve that. You know, I find myself, you know, I don't want to say this in a judgmental way, although I guess realistically it is judgmental, but if I meet someone who's not on that journey, you can kind of tell, right? And I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. Bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, You're not able to relate anymore. Yeah. You're not able to kind of connect. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a small talk kind of person so much, you know, these days. So um, I like real conversations with people and what's going on with them. Now, before we get to the next question, we're going to be right back after this short break. The fun thing about this whole online setup is that we get to meet new people and learn new things all from the comfort of our home. Learning new things with Globe Prepaid's GoPlus99 is as easy as scrolling through your social media. With just 99 pesos, you can now access YouTube Learning, Google Suite, Canva, and other educational sites for seven days. Go Plus 99 with Go Learn, and you get a total of 16 GB of data. That's 8 GB to browse sites for what you need, and 8 GB of data for apps that you love. You also get unlimited text to all networks valid for 7 days. To register, grab your mobile phones now and head on to the Globe One app, Gcash, or just dial star 143 pound on your phone. With Globe Prepaid, learning is easier, stress-free, and better. Yeah, I completely hear you. And that that's exactly um, how I feel as well. Um, I'm just, I'm not one of those people who likes to talk on the phone and chat and gossip and those kind of things. Like I, I'm like, you know, I had a friend who told me like, she's like, every time I bring you to a party and this is when I was single, like way back when, um, I used to live in Dubai and she was like a host and a TV host. And so she would get invited to like the best parties in Dubai and she would know everybody. And she would always drag me along. I was kind of like her part, like, you know, her, like her plus one. I, she'd be like, you would find the one person in the room and sit down with them and have this like deep conversation and connect with them. And by the end of the night, you know, I find you and you're in this intense conversation. And she's like, meanwhile, I've been everywhere talking to everybody, but you're the one who's come out of this <laughs> night, really, you know, bringing something out of it that, that really, you know, is, is, is something special. And I would laugh, but it's true. You know, that's what I enjoy as well. I like to connect with people and kind of have more intimate conversations that make a difference. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally relate to you yeah. on that. Now, Rhea, I love the tips you already shared about um, working with children and, and your own stories about your own children. Any other tips that you can share with us about how we should raise or how we could raise spiritual children? Right. Um, so many different ways. I think the first would be to be on a spiritual journey ourselves right? I mean, absolutely no point in telling somebody to be spiritual if you're not trying to be spiritual yourself, right? And that starts with our kids. Um, for me, what I try to do with them, um, one thing is give them a sense of self-awareness, right? And and one way I do that is, you know, we study astrology or we talk about astrology. 
right? And again, you know, when teaching astrology, you have to be very careful because you don't want to pigeonhole anyone or box them in and say, okay, well, you're a Pisces. So you're like that. And that's the end of it. Right. But I like to use it as a tool to say, well, you know, I can, I can understand that you feel really sensitive about this and you were hurt by that, you know, um, and I tell my water sign children and they, they've known pretty much since birth that, uh, you know, they will feel things probably more deeply than other people. And that's OK. Right. Um, so, you know, I have um, it's also very interesting because, you know, we're talking about how this, the universe sets us up in the most perfect way. Right. So I'm a Gemini, which means, you know, we, we sort of operate on the level of here and not so much here. Right. Um, Whereas water signs are very emotional and they're all here. So what does the universe gives me? Gives me water children, right? So when I'm like, okay, come on, get over it. All right, next. You know, no, but they still need to feel their feelings and sit with that. And it's huge learning for me to, okay, wait, just settle down for a sec. We've got to talk about their feelings. I've got to let them feel their feelings, which is not really natural to me. Right. Um, but I guess I'm also their mom. So they also know you can only stay in the realm of feeling for so long. And then, okay, what do you want to do next? Right. Um, right. So yeah. So astrology is, is, is one way. And I, th- I feel like I grew up in a generation where it was really not encouraged for us to speak up right? I don't know if it was the same for you. Um, but yeah. you know, it's like your parents' word is your parents' word and that's it. And if you talk back, you are a horrible, horrible child. Uh, <laughs> you were disobedient. If you right. talked back, right. I don't know if you heard that word. Disrespectful. Um, yeah. so, you know, with my kids, I'm not saying that we allow them to be disrespectful, but I also want them to know that, they can share their opinions and speak out and express themselves, right? Because you have so many people with all this stuff suppressed and not let out and literally, God forbid, that can make a person sick, you know? Um, And I want them to express themselves because I want to know exactly what they're thinking and feeling, right? If I don't let them do that as a parent, I don't have a gauge on, on where they are, right? So so that's one thing. I, I do like to make them speak. Um and again, you know, this whole spiritual thing, it's something that you do by example. And something I find myself doing with my kids is I apologize. You know, again, we're not really raised in a generation where parents would proactively apologize because they were just always right. right. Um, and I mean, I can understand the reason for that. Um, but again, how can I teach my child to be apologetic in a situation if I'm if I haven't modeled that for them? Right. Correct. So, you know, there's been many, many instances. You can ask our next door neighbor where I'm like screaming my head off, um, you know, and my husband's like, the neighbors can hear you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've had those moments, but we have many here. Um, of course. And and then I'll apologize to them after. I'm like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled at you that way. I was really angry. But, you know, that's not an excuse. And whatever it is I need to apologize for. You know, yeah. um, because they need to see how it's done and not just be told to do it. Yeah, I do that completely. Like if I lose my cool, then I'm I'm the one who's apologizing. And I do believe we have to kind of model the behavior that we want them to learn and we want them to pick up. Yeah. Um, so I completely, completely agree with that. And I think what's beautiful is you're really talking about sort of getting away from that ego 
right? That, that mastering of humility and sort of relating to children in a way that you're not the authority, but you're kind of, you're, you're with them, you know, you're kind of growing and learning with them. And I think they feel that. And I think that's something that's, that's really a gift um, when children have that kind of a parent around them. I hope so. So that's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know we're all trying. We're all doing our best, right? We're all we're all navigating the 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 field or the road to to motherhood. So I completely agree. And I, I love what you said about astrology as well, because I'm a water sign, oh. and I'm totally like emotions. I want to like talk about that kind of stuff. And um, my 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 son, my older son, who's six, he's a Sagittarius. Okay. My middle son is a Cancerian, like me. Okay. And my daughter, who's six months, she's um, Gemini. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so I, I think I'm in for a ride myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's perfect. They're, they're, you know, they chose us and, and we chose them. So it, it's, it's perfect. Absolutely. I'm sure I have a lot to learn from them as I go uh, forward, you know, in, in watching the kids grow up and being part of that as well. Yeah. Now, um, Give me, Ria, a Kabbalistic teaching that could help people in the workplace. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because a lot of the time, especially pre-pandemic, people spend more time with people at work than they do their families, right? Right. Um, but it's sort of, it's the same thing, you know, that I was talking about earlier. The setup is perfect. Whoever is pushing your buttons, whether it's your colleague, your boss, or your subordinate, they are there to help you change something in yourself. It may be your style of communication. It may be your anger issues. It may be your sense of entitlement, or maybe you're giving them a sense of entitlement and you need to stop doing that, right? But whatever it is, it is perfect for you and you need to identify what they are doing in your life. Like, what are they triggering and why, right? So um, it's, it's not an easy thing, right? You need to do a lot of introspection to get um, the answer. But when you do, it's extremely rewarding. And one, one thing you can do, right? So if anybody's pushing your buttons, you can think to yourself, what about that do I have, right? Because some, you know, Kabbalah always tells us, um, you spot it, you got it, right? So if you see somebody acting a certain way and it's really grating on you, you have something of that in you. And it won't always be immediate, but you need to look for it and ask somebody that you trust, somebody you love and somebody who loves you and say, do I do that? Am I like that tactless? Right. And they'll be, and most of the time people are like, oh my God, yes, you are. Wow. <laughs> right. Because we're so blind to it sometimes, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're there for a reason. And even though, you know, you might want to bop them on the head, they're a gift. Right. That's actually a really great tip, Ria. And I love how you said, if you spot it, you got it. Like that is just so catchy. You can't forget it. Right. You can't forget that. Yeah. So those are great ways, I think, to to remind ourselves that, um, you know, I, I remember hearing this from a teacher. When you point a finger at somebody else, you got three fingers pointing back at you. Absolutely. So it's really yourself yeah. that you need to look at. 
But I like your spot it, got it is so much, so much shorter and and so much catchier. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll give you an example of when this happened recently, right? So if we're getting ready to leave for the house, my husband says I take forever and I can't dispute this, right? Because I kind of start getting ready late. And so that kind of just then I'm I get start getting ready late. So we are ready late, right? So everybody's like downstairs waiting for me, and I'm still like touching up the makeup or whatever. And it infuriates my husband. Okay. And I can't, I can't blame him. But then I was telling my daughter, we're sitting in the car. Okay. So he finally gets me in the car and we're all in the car and we're waiting for him. Now we're waiting for him. And I'm like, I don't understand. He has like 10 million little things to do around the house before getting in the car. And like, what is this? And my daughter's like, mom, what is it you say to your students? Life is a mirror. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) And how to change that is I need to start getting ready earlier. Because when I'm ready, he will also stop doing that dilly-dallying thing when once I'm ready, right? Because, and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying this as a hope of what will happen. I say it because I've seen it so many times when I change something about myself that is in another, that I see in another person, either that person stops doing that thing or they keep doing it, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Right. So the change always starts with you. 100%. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow, this has been a very insightful conversation, Ria. Um, I'm glad we we were able to connect on this and, and do this episode. I, I can't wait to see what um, our listeners say about it because they always write in and they tell me what they think about the episode. So I, I know you guys are going to absolutely love this one. So thank you, Ria. Um, we are at the end of the show, but I would love to get your thoughts on your project loving myself mantra, perhaps like something you say to yourself or something that is a reminder um, for you to love yourself or to keep kind of going on this journey of, of discovery, something we, you can share with us. Wow, that's a tough one. Hadn't thought about that. Um, for me, I think it would be I know my friends say, and I wasn't aware of this, but my friends say, I always say, oh crap, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> right. And I was like, I don't say that. They're like, you say it all the time. Right. <laughs> and, and why is that particularly significant for me? It's because I'm, I'm a person who hesitates a lot. I do have a lot of fear. I do have a lot of self doubt. I don't know if I should do this. Is it going to work out? I don't want to fail. I have all those thoughts in my mind, but when I really, really want something, crap, I'm just going to do it. And I do, right? right? But to get to that point where I'll say, crap, I'm just going to do it. um, It takes a while. That's the process, you know? Um, But just like everybody else, I I feel like I'm working on a lot of self-doubt and fears and hesitation, fear of failure. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I I really want to work on is just quieting those voices and just doing the things that, that I dream of doing or want to do and, you know, be the 
the the version of Rhea that uh, that I envisioned that isn't quite here yet. Crap, yeah. who's going to do it? <laughs> I love that. You know, what I'm getting, though, from what you said, Ria, is it's kind of we all have our thing, you know, like our difficulty, our challenge, the thing that we aren't so great at, yeah. the thing that plagues us more than another person. And so when coming up with our own mantra, you know, it really has to be something that will push us to kind of beat that, to conquer that, or to improve whatever it is that seems to be our little, you know, our Achilles heel or so on. And so I love how yours is so appropriate with what you know, what you've identified as being the areas that you want to work on. And just kind of having a little bit of that space in our lives to discover what is it that we want to improve? What version do we want to be, you know, and coming up with a mantra or that that statement, some some vision or goal that will keep pushing us to kind of get to where we need to. I think that's the important thing for every single one of us. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for everything you have given us. I mean, this has really been fascinating. I, um, I've loved so many of the different things we've talked about, and I think it's very, very useful for our audience. Now, Ria, for anyone who would like to learn more about Kabbalah, about the teachings, what would you recommend they do and how do people get in touch with you? Okay, fantastic. So the easiest thing to do would be to to go to the website, right, which is Kabbalah.com. So all the different classes all across the different Kabbalah centers in the world are listed there. Um, And then also follow the center's um, Instagram account because everything is posted there as well. Um, It's just Kabbalah, K-A-B-B-A-L-A-H underscore Philippines. And you can also message us there um, for for any inquiries you have. Um, And, you know, the pandemic has really forced the center to be um, so much more online. So you can actually take classes from anywhere in the world with any teacher in the world. Um, It's it's absolutely fantastic. and we do have beginners courses, which are called, which is called um, the foundation course is called uh, Kabbalah One, and we do have them every couple of months in the Philippines. So just go onto the social media sites, and you should see the schedules there. Really exciting course. That sounds wonderful. And how about people who would like to follow you? Oh, if you want to follow me, just follow Ria Trillo, R I A T R I L L O, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but my Facebook is private. So Instagram is good. Um, I'm on Twitter, same same handle, Ria Trillo, but um, I'm not so active on Twitter, but I'm pretty active on Instagram. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, so you can message me there and we can have a little chat um, about anything really. Thank you so much, Ria. Thank you for that invitation. I'm sure other people will take you up on it and I've already done so. So thank you for opening up your heart um, and your arms. It's such an honor to to be on this really well-known podcast. You know, I was telling my daughter about it and I was like, yeah, and Sanaya's interviewed this person and that person. She's like, oh, mom, you've made it. <laughs> so I've had oh my gosh. time and it's so wonderful uh, speaking to you, a, a kindred soul. I, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much, Ria. I really feel like I I connected with you too. And there was just so much resonance and um, the vibration was just wonderful. So I really enjoy when I get to connect with people like that too. So thank you. 
I find Kabbalah so very interesting, and I would love for my kids to take the Spirituality for Kids classes. I think it is very important for our kids to get spiritual guidance, and sometimes they do need to get that guidance from other people. Share with me your thoughts on this episode. Did it inspire you? Did you learn something new? Tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. I really appreciate it when you write to me and tell me how this episode was for you. Please do subscribe and drop me some likes. Here's a quote from Kabbalah for you. The formula to making miracles and blessings in your life. Don't react to anything, good or bad. Stay calm no matter what. I love that formula. It's kind of really simple, but so true. I think when we react to things, or in most people's case, we overreact to things. That's when we kind of make a mess of it. But if we stay calm, no matter what, then perhaps it will just kind of blow over. It will resolve itself or solutions would come that we didn't consider before. Thank you for joining me this week on this incredible episode with Ria. Remember, you are loved, and I will see you soon again. This is Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.